0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Optimum U podcast. My purpose for this show is to explore the patterns and principles of the natural design of humans. And like having the right tool for the job, the only way to get consistent, positive results from anything is to cooperate with its design. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Optimum U podcast. My name is Joshua Lee, and I am your host. So we are in episode three, and I'm really excited to continue this conversation. i I appreciate everybody that is listening and and joining me on this journey. Uh, as I stated in the previous episodes, this is a a new thing for me, the podcasting world, and I'm um, I am in a learning process. So I appreciate you bearing with me and and uh, not only that, but also joining me on the journey. I'm hoping that the information that I am able to present to you, and share with you on these things is valuable enough to make it worthwhile you uh, hang in with me as I, as I learn this process. So uh, without further ado, let's jump back into the, the content here. Um, so in the last episode, I, I um, introduced the five systems of human design, um, physical, intellectual, emotional, Relational and spiritual, and I said I was going to do a a quick overview of them, and turned into a, a a more not so quick overview of physical. And so I'm just going to run with that and and jump into the next one for this episode, and we'll we'll just go ahead and take five episodes to go through all of them, and uh, hopefully that'll that'll keep you hooked and um, and entertained as we go through this stuff. Okay, so the uh, we're we're off into the intellectual system, okay. And the intellectual system is made up of uh, four areas again, just like the physical was four areas. In intellectual, we have information processing, style. We have um, the multiple intelligence theory. We have uh, learning and teaching, okay. So those are my four areas. Uh, I will I will touch on them in varying degrees of depth because I have uh, varying degrees of of depth of understanding of them at this point in my my journey of learning this stuff. Okay, so so diving into the information processing information processing style is uh, this is where. Uh, a lot of people are probably familiar with with this concept and um, it, it's sometimes referred to as your learning style. And I'm talking about the, the auditory, visual, or kinesthetic way of consuming information. And um, we are all a combination of all of them to some degree or another and tend to have uh, one or two of them that are the most dominant way for us to, uh, process information or, or the most effective way for us to process information might be a a better way of saying it. And so, um, I, for one am a very visual learner, but my second most important one is kinesthetic. So I definitely like to learn by seeing and learn by doing. I, I tend to be less effective in my, in my processing of information and consuming, of information in the uh, auditory space because uh, I am, uh, you know, I'm easily distracted since I'm visual. I'm, you know, there's a lot of shiny objects in the world that, that draw my attention in that space. So, so that's, that's where those are. I don't, I don't go too far in depth into those things. I think that generally speaking um, we have some awareness of, of which of those three are the most dominant for us. Um, if not, it's simply. Um, I, I encourage you to just try to become more aware of that. Um, evaluate how well you retain information that's been gathered in those three different ways. And uh, so, for me, I when I when I try to recall information. That's, that's a key, probably a key factor for you to discover, which is your, is your best one. Um, so, so when I try to recall information, if it's something that I read, I have a tendency to, to pay attention to, to go, okay, I remember that it was on the right page and it was about halfway down. It was next to a picture of a dog or, you know, whatever the case may be. And, and that's the way I tend to, to remember that type of information. Um, I'm also, um, combine the kinesthetic thing where it's like, if I'm trying to remember somebody's phone number. I will, you know, I'll close my eyes and picture it and I'll like, and I'll dial it with my hand kind of, you know, act out like I'm dialing it. And that's, that's one of the ways that I kind of recall information. So if that's you, then, then you are likely um, someone that is uh, visual kinesthetic. Um, if you can sit and listen to podcasts like this one and, and just take in a bunch of information like that and recall it and and that's easy for you to consume then then that's uh that's a good sign your auditory hopefully i'm ta- i'm speaking to a bunch of auditory learners so that you are actually able to uh retain all the things that i'm talking about and and uh, apply them to your life okay so uh, i think that probably is enough on information processing style if maybe if I get some questions or uh, concerns from people that want to talk about a little bit more, I can do that. Um, I will uh, likely include a link of some sort in the description of this episode to various uh, assessment locations because there there'll be a couple of um, there'll be at least two that I that I talk about here. Um, with regard to the information processing, there's there's a there's a free place where you can do a quick assessment, and it'll it'll ask you questions and and give you an insight into what your processing style might be, and what you can do to uh, emphasize the strength of that processing style and um, mitigate the weaknesses of the others. Because uh, sometimes we don't have a choice about how information is presented to us, and we are responsible for uh, retaining it. So when that's the case and it doesn't match your dominant, uh, method, uh, you'll have some strategies that will be beneficial for helping you to create something that helps you to retain information when it's presented in a way that's not your strength. Okay. So, uh, moving on to, uh, multiple intelligence theory. Uh, this is a, a theory that's been around for a while and, um, uh, Jim Quick is a guy that is awesome. I highly suggest that that you follow him on uh, social media because he's got some fantastic content. He's he's a a hacker of the brain, so to speak. And um, the the statement that he says is the question is not how smart are you, but how are you smart? And I totally agree with that. And that kind of uh, plays directly into the multiple intelligence theory and so there's there are um in in the one that i follow there's nine different types of intelligence okay so i'm just going to run through those nine and uh talk about a little bit i'll i'll have some more to say about some than others because they resonate with me more okay so um uh, i'll probably also include a link to uh a, a a cool infographic or uh, a page that talks about this a little more in, in the description so that you guys can kind of delve into it a little bit more on your own. Okay. Uh, So the first one is the, is naturalist. And so that is understanding living things and uh, reading nature. This one is not, doesn't resonate with me very well. Um, But from, from what I understand, people that are, that are high in this are, are drawn to, um, understanding the way nature works, you know, living, living creatures, living things, ecosystems. And, and there's, um, there's a relevance to understanding ecosystems because that's a, that's a construct that can be applied to a lot of different areas of life, um, of the way things interact with one another from, uh, consuming to producing and and all of that. It, it's a it's a fitting metaphor for a lot of areas. Um, the next intelligent style is musical. So discerning sounds, their pitch, tone, rhythm, and timbre. Okay, so um, this one I, I, I is is kind of I, I have some some capability in this, I, I, I'm not sure how I should label it i I am intelligent in that space, some it's not my strongest for sure um but I do have a um a disposition towards music. I can tend to know the the pitches and tones that are uh the right ones if somebody's trying to figure one of my kids, for example is trying to figure out a song on the piano um and they, they get it all the way up until one point and they can't find that next note. I have a tendency to be able to, to help them find that next note. Um, I'm pretty good with, with pitch, not so much in my singing voice, but I can, you know, I can whistle it. Uh, and, and so that's, you know, obviously there's some definite creative genius that goes on in the musical space with, you know, famous composers and um, musical prodigies and, and such that, undeniably um, present the, the reality that there is a musical intelligence that is possible. And, and uh, I, I I've often ask myself the the question, with only a certain number of notes available on a piano, for example, it seems statistically impossible for me to play badly all the time. Yet, I have a hard time producing anything that sounds great but there's other people that can use those same 88 notes and make masterpieces and they sound unique from any other piece of music using the same 88 notes. It's just just weird. That's just one of those dynamics that that, uh, um, frustrates me sometimes because I do enjoy music a lot but I just can't manage to play it very well. All right, so moving on to the next one. Uh, logical, mathematical. This is uh, one of the ones that is uh, predominant in our education system. Um, math and language are probably the most most commonly um, evaluated and commented on in the school systems because they're the most easily quantifiable. And speaking of which, that's what this uh, type of intelligence does is it's quantifying things, making hypotheses and, and proving them through uh, logical dependencies and relationships and mathematical equations and, and such. So I think this one's pretty self-explanatory. If uh, you're good at math and you like statistics and things like that, you you probably have the, the high mathematical intelligence. Okay, uh, the next one. Uh, this one's interesting to me too. Uh, the existential existential intelligence okay what is that that's tackling the questions of why we live and why we die um this is i think this is one of one of my big ones i i focus a lot of time and and mental energy contemplating things like this this is why i have at this point now i'm creating a an entire content producing avenue where i talk about the way we're designed and, and the way we're supposed to exist um i i first noticed this type of intelligence uh, in uh one of my daughters she i found that at it you know she must have been four five or so she starts talking about um these very, very deep questions about the people, how people live and, and what, what's going to happen when, when we die or when they die. And she thinks about, um, uh, you know, we're, we're a Christian family. So we go to church and, and things. And so learning in church about um, God and, and Jesus and heaven and all these things. And she, and she's just got this just, Deep, deep concern for the eternal well-being of other people. and it it's just a a precious reality that I see in her. And so that was kind of one of the first times where i where I took note of the fact that that's that is a very intelligent. High awareness thing that not everybody shows, and so as I as I came across somewhat more recently the these nine types of intelligence, I went oh yeah that totally resonates with with me in that regard. She definitely has a, a high existential intelligence, so that's that's pretty cool. So that's something that I want to encourage and um, foster in her. Is to help her to keep asking those big questions and and always be looking for the answers and and that those things matter just as much as math and English and science. Okay, Um, next one is interpersonal. So, see, sensing people's feelings and motives. So, this is just you know the uh, we all know the those people people. You know, if you're a people person, you probably have interpersonal intelligence those folks that are natural connectors and, um, relational people, um, had a, a, a friend of mine that, uh, used to just bug the heck out of me. Um, well, I, I used the, the term friend loosely in an acquaintance and I would get really frustrated because he would be somebody that he'd be out looking for a job and he could just freaking go out and find a job one day and he's comes home with, you know, oh I need a job. I'm gonna go find it. He comes home with a job as a freaking manager of a store or something like that. I'm like, how how on earth do you get these job I mean he was I, he was a felon for crying out loud and could just go out and just get the these these jobs with these and I'm working so hard to f- try to find jobs and make ends meet and and um and I'm just struggling and he can just go out and and do this and and it was it was really frustrating but um I'm I know now he's he was very uh, had high interpersonal intelligence so he could really connect with people uh, very easily and very naturally and it it just made him likable and when you're likable people want to help you and I on the other hand would um qualify for a job. I'd go in for the interview and I'd, you know, eight times out of ten, I'd talk myself out of it because uh, I just talk too much i connect with people and I was, you know, it was trying to tell them why they should hire me. They already made the decision to hire me, and then the more I talk, the less confident they are about it, and then they change their mind, and I don't get the job. Um, so that's something that that I'm uh, working on improving and the process of, of storytelling and connecting with people. And there's some, there's some tools and constructs that I have that we'll get to in other areas of these five systems that will um, give insight into how to be better at that sort of thing. And, uh, and again, these, these nine types of intelligence, I think uh, um, nobody is just one of them. We're all a combination, some, some combination of all nine um, to varying degrees of, of dominance. And, and that's cool. And I think that they can all be developed further um, to improve. I don't think that it's, you know, whatever mix you have is what you're stuck with forever. Okay. So, so moving on, we've got, so we had um, natural, musical, logical, mathematical, is one, uh, existential, interpersonal. And now we're at the bodily kinesthetic intelligence. Okay. So this is just coordinating your mind with your body. Uh, my... Uh, second oldest daughter is uh very much gifted in this space she's a competitive gymnast and she can you know she's one of those people some people just hesitate when you know they're going to go off and do a do a flip or a tumble or whatever and they hesitate they're they're concerned and they're worried she just boom she just goes for it and um advanced very quickly in gymnastics because just simply because she was so aware of her own body movements and, and body mechanics that she could successfully execute a bunch of things. So very, it, it's very cool to see, um, these different types of intelligences in my children, uh, because it and, and, and respecting this dynamic that there are multiple intelligences and, um, that, that each of us is made up differently of them it really helps me to encourage and and uh, foster growth in my kids um, and and anybody else that I encounter um, because of my awareness of these dynamics okay, and then the next the next one is uh, linguistic so finding the right words to express what you mean Um my oldest daughter, very much that. She's a write, very gifted writer. She's she, a uh, voracious reader. Uh, linguistics is one of her her big strong suits. And this is another one of those commonly um, assessed ones in the school systems. Uh, you know, you go to the SATs and it's about language, you know, language and math, reading and writing and and arithmetic, right? The three R's and there's only really only one of them. It's weird. Um, so that's that's uh, linguistic. So uh, tend to be good with languages. Uh, this is this is probably one of not my strongest, but one of my uh, top three, probably maybe maybe top four. And the next one is intrapersonal. So not not interpersonal, but intrapersonal. So this is understanding yourself and what you feel and what you want. This is absolutely my my highest um, area of intelligence is I have the ability to self-evaluate, um, very well. And for a lot of, a lot of years that was, uh, detrimental because I spent too much time doing it. Um, it fostered me being self-centered because I was, I was constantly, um, being aware of myself, what I needed, what I wanted, um, and very clear on on what those things were, and I would uh, end up spending more time there than in the inter interpersonal space, and it would it would manifest itself uh, in that immaturity in a very selfish way. Uh, now I'm in a place where I can um, leverage my my own personal understanding of myself and know when to step in and out of that space and um be much better at at showing up for other people and and respecting their needs and wishes and desires and not just uh constantly evaluating my own and then the 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 final one is um spatial uh, spatial intelligence okay visualizing the world in three dimensions uh this is definitely also in my top um too. it's probably my number 2 uh intelligence type uh and it manifests itself in my ability to uh, just I have my I have the internal compass. I have, you know, I know I I can be kind of anywhere and I can point towards home, you know, that that kind of thing. Uh, so I can I can create maps in my head. Uh, I can also pack a moving truck like nobody's business. Uh, and I've proven that. Uh, dozens of times in 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 my life moving over and over and over uh, probably moved more times than I've had jobs which is saying something and uh, so I can load up a, a u-haul in in uh, good in, in good order fit a lot more than most people can because of my spatial awareness okay so that kind of sums up the the nine types of intelligence so i'll I'll recap those real quick there's naturalist there's musical there's logical mathematical there's existential interpersonal body kinesthetic linguistic intrapersonal and spatial so those are the nine the nine types of intelligence and and again I'll, i'll put a link in the description somewhere to to Take you to some information about that. You can learn more about it. Uh, very fascinating stuff. And as soon as you can, kind of become increase your awareness of of your own self and the things that you seem to be naturally more aware of and more capable of in in processing and and um, uh, synthesizing things in that in that space. It, it'll be very encouraging to you, um, especially if you're low in the you know math and language where the typically assessed areas um, you might you might have assessed low on on tests throughout your life when in fact you're very uh, musically intelligent or spatially intelligent and those just those just don't show up in the normal education system and uh, which is is really I think a disservice to to kids and students everywhere because they miss out on on feeling smart sometimes because th- their type of intelligence is not one that is evaluated and um talked about and so they they feel stupid because they're not the the typical big t- you know language and math intelligent and that's okay because there's a lot of value that's been added to the world through these other types of intelligence and people that that didn't do well in math and and English or you know language maybe not maybe English isn't your your native language right um, but there's that uh, it's often attributed to Einstein I don't know if it actually is him but it says that, you know if you um, if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree it'll think it'll go its whole life thinking it's stupid right we all have we all have genius in us. So, um, yeah, just spend some time in just pondering the way that you, how you are smart, not how smart you are, but how you are smart so that you can, um, gain insight into, um, these nine areas. And I I think it'll be very valuable to you to, to expand your understanding of how you can be smart and then how you can, uh, grow and develop and enhance those things. Okay. So, um, moving on to learning. The the, the other two are learning and teaching. And, and I kind of briefly covered this. I'm going to, I'm going to just breeze through them real quick because I, I need to wrap this up. And, um, so the, the key thing with learning is just to be, to, to ensure that you're Learning regularly. I, I always have a a list of things that I'm learning that I want to learn, so that I don't ever have a a stagnant uh, period where I where I'm not consuming information. like the 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 lifelong learner inherits the earth, whereas the learned uh, is finds himself beautifully prepared for a world that no longer exists. That's a a quote that I have taken to heart. And then teaching just teaching just enhances learning. Um, we have the ability to retain things better once we've learned it and taught it. And it also perpetuates uh, that which we're learning. So uh, it just imparts it onto other people and, and adds value to them. So um, I have to run for the day. And I really appreciate you spending the time with me going through this stuff. Uh, please feel free to... Uh, Comment, ask questions, rate this, and thank you again for joining me on this journey. And I'll talk to you next time. Have a great day.